Football is back! Yay, yay! About that time. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Command This. We'll wait a few minutes for the live stream folks to jump in. But hey, uh, tonight is our is our preview of the Jacksonville Jaguars game. We got a great guest lined up for you. And uh, we're also go, hey, football's back. Ain't no better feeling in the world. We've been waiting so long for this. Football's back. Football's back. Football's hey, back. So it's me. It's your boy, Steve. Holler, hollering uh, on the on the ones and twos, starting us off. And uh, Phil gave you with the intro. And, of course, as always, we got Dev, who's trying to be polite and not eat on uh, video. And, uh, <laughs> hey, without further ado, we just want to welcome our guests uh, who, who have gracefully joined us from the Sunshine State of Florida to help us bring in the Jacksonville Jaguars grade. So let's go ahead and welcome our boys, Dunn and Drew. Fellas, what's cracking? How y'all doing? Thanks for first joining of, us. First of all, Sunshine State, I don't know how it ever got that nickname. It rains 24-7. Oh, raining, wow. raining right now, actually. Sunshine State, that's more like Arizona. We're definitely the cloudy uh, thunderstorm state. You know, it's funny. We were talking before the, the show started how I went to college down there, and I remember my freshman year. It, it rained every day around like 10.45 to 11.15, every day. No matter where what, did, where did you go to school at down there, Steve? I actually never. Uh, Embry Riddle Aeronautical University down in Daytona, where these where these two gentlemen are from. My yeah, sister's actually in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Stationed. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we have some bases Maybe. here. Yeah, one of my best right. friends was in Jacksonville, but he's he's a diehard Commanders fan, so uh, he's not getting converted anytime soon. We're uh, <laughs> crossover here. <laughs> That's right. Um, for us, this is episode 143. Um, we're calling this one Duval Comes to Prince George's County. So for, for those you don't know, you fellas, um, our, our, our team clearly is Washington, D.C., Washington Commanders. Our stadium is located in Ashburn, Virginia. And then the, the, the excuse me, the headquarters is Ashburn, Virginia, and the stadium is located in uh, Prince George's County. So it's, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of, of where you want to go. But that's the, the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Um, just, just for your guys' edification. So, um, yeah. How do you guys chant that county name at your? Stadium? We don't. We, oh, you don't. <laughs> we don't have the. Thing. We don't have the pleasure of you guys. How, how does the chant go? How does I see it's so, B like you, 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 you. So you, I think when you I, you said it just now, I think your emphasis was on the A when it should be on the U. Uh, it's a Duval. Duval. There you go. Some okay. a lot of people say Duval, which is yep. fair if you're just reading it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that the long you drawn out you. Uh, a shorter A, Duval. Uh, okay. Uh, the, at first, it was a fan, uh, a fan creation, and then the team took it over. And when teams take over things that start, you know, grassroots movements that start from fans, it can get very cringe and corny. And I would say, yeah, they're probably overusing it, um, but it has not died. I think it's still cool to say it. it definitely is in the stadium, especially so. Uh, they have not killed it yet. It's still cool to say. I uh, got a lot of Duval merch here. Yeah, I don't do the chant. No? I'm not, I'm not a chant guy. Yeah. I'm more low-key. Well, I mean, it's cool because if, if the fans created it, it kind of has like a, you know, a little yes. bit like we kind of own this sort of thing. So that, that's kind of yeah. cool. Uh, you, we got some. We got some. A uh, couple of guests in the chat. We have Green four nine two eight five watching with the homies. I don't know if that's uh, one of yours. Says you, Eric. If you're trying to get with the Gabby, Hannah knows, knows the time. Knows <laughs> the time. <laughs> no, the time was seven years ago, my guy. Seven years ago. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Ellis, what's up, man? Special guest Logic. Hey, so for those who just tuned in, we got our, our friends from Special uh, Logic, bro. Oh, logic! Oh, yeah. Drew, he's trying. To, okay, I've gotten I, I that. I was a little, little bit slow on that one. Uh, so, fellas, football's back. We got the opening day tonight. Opening night. I don't know if they're, what are they calling. I don't know if they're still calling it some weird. Or is it Thursday night football? It's Thursday night football, but Thursday night football, but still Sunday night crew. There you go. There you go. We got the Rams and the Bills tonight. Real quick, just jump off. Who, who y'all got tonight? 
Who you got, Eric? We got Rams, remember Bills? Yeah, we got Rams. I thought, okay, I, I, I thought you said Rams. I thought you said Bills. I think I no, might no. go Rams just because they it seems like the Bills always let you down. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. They always let you down, man. Like you need them <laughs> most. Well, we think the Bills lose tonight's game, but then they win out. Yeah, I think they win the Super Bowl, though. I got I got to win the Super Bowl. Don't forget it twisted. That's 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 a fair statement. That's a fair <laughs> statement. Um all right, well, fellas, as we like to do with all the people that uh, you know, we we get to grace grace us with their presence on our show. Uh, <clears throat> just want to know how your fan story, your origin story. How did you guys become um, fans of the of the Jacksonville Jaguars? And and uh, hey, Eric, we'll start with you real quick. Yeah, so my dad took me to my first Jack game. Little did I know it would become this a hellhole. But he took me to my first game when I was eight years old. It was Dolphins, Jaguars. We lost. That was my first taste of what I would experience for the rest of my life. That was back in 2003. I was eight years old. You could do the math. But ever since that game, my first NFL game ever, um, and I just stuck with the team the rest of the way. Not a cool story, but that's how I became a Jag fan. Went yeah. for one game and just stayed with it. Got hooked. That's loyalty right there. Hey, Drew, how about you? How'd you get your, your, your fandom? I didn't start watching football until like 2008. I remember being, I used to play pool and I remember being at a pool hall as a teenager and on the TV was Super Bowl. It was Bears, Colts. And I was watching with my family that liked football. And I was like, why don't I watch more of this? Because even though it was, if I remember it, it's a pretty crappy game. Um, Rainy. Rex Grossman? Is that Rex Grossman? Yeah, and uh, Peyton, Devin Hester. <laughs> that, was, that was Sexy Rexy's best moment in history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, now I need to pick a team. My dad's been a sports reporter uh, my whole life, He, which means he covered the Jags inaugural season. So he had a uh, souvenir football from that. I should have a prop here, but I don't. He has a souvenir football from that game. So I was like, this is the only pro football memorabilia in my house. And they're the closest team to me, so let me choose uh, the Jags. And I would say I chose wrong, but really they're just the probably the worst of the three evils, um, aside from late with Tom Brady on the Bucks. Um, but hopefully with Trevor, uh, please, God, with Trevor, <laughs> our fortune is turning around here yeah. soon. Hopefully, hopefully starting week one. That's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. That's that's a good story. I mean, they had some. I, I semi watched the Jags from afar um, as they came up. You know, you guys have Mark Brunel, quarterback. We eventually played for Washington and Fred Taylor. I mean, good players over the years. Um, well, Hall of Famer now, Tony Baselli. That's right. Yeah. First Big Tony. Big Tony. That was, he was the first one, huh? Yeah, he was. Very so we're hoping one. our curse, whatever curse we have, is now broken. That's cool. Because now we're an official football team. There you go. Hey, Green uh, says, hey, better to be a Jags fan than a Lions fan. Yes, so you I'd say so. For you. Oh, yes, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, fellas, as we get into this game, uh, it kicks off at uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Just tell us a little bit more about the the 2022 Jaguars. Like, who are they? What do you think their identity is? What are some of the changes that happened in the offseason? And, and Drew, we'll, we'll start with you. Oof. Uh, the defense is back. Saxonville might be – It's no. I don't think it's going to be a shell of itself any longer. I think um, with Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Arden Key, which might be our one of our best, probably top two free agent signings, uh, not many people – I didn't know about him until we signed him, um, but he's been so good this preseason, as has Trayvon. Trayvon, weirdly, just looks like a man amongst boys out there. It's very exciting because – I was nervous with us taking him because how often do you gamble on a prospect that didn't have the stats in college, but looks the part and he still looks the part uh, thankfully and used in maybe the role that gets sacks. Maybe he'll start producing those, those numbers. So I'm really excited about the defense. Devin Lloyd, we snuck up in the first round and picked, he looks very exciting. Um, And then our secondary. What's it feel like to draft a linebacker? So I like to know. Uh, we, <laughs> what's that like? Man, wow. That's pretty funny because we did another podcast with another uh, commanders, uh, some other commanders fans, and 
they were very low on your linebacker core. So. Yeah, I got to watch you guys on uh, Ref the District last night. Uh, oh, okay, good, yeah, good, good, good friends of ours. So uh, okay, good, cool. good to see you guys interact with them too. That cool. was awesome. Yeah, in yeah. terms of uh, so definitely attacking defense, um, and I expect a lot more sacks this year. Um, I don't know if they're going to call Saxonville again yet. Uh, offense, I see a lot of RPOs, uh, quick passes. Um, Zay Jones has been Trevor's seems like Trevor's best connection so far, um, which is funny. He was like a third string in, in Oakland. Um, and I don't know if Christian Kirk will live up to the hype slash salary. Um, and I do love our backfield. I think Travis Etienne and James Robinson are going to be a, a great one, two punch. So, and do I, I obviously hope Trevor progresses to what he should, what he could be. I don't think he's going to be him yet. I don't know if he'll have it. Maybe he'll show flashes of it, but I hope that he looks like the other second-year quarterbacks that we've seen recently look entering their second year. I'm just glad we have a real – seems like we have a real football team this year, and I'm excited to see what Trevor looks like in a real organization. By the way, I've been been meaning to thank you guys for – Spending so much money on Christian Kirk that drove up the asking price of Terry. every wide receiver uh, <laughs> for the rest of the offseason. So we had to pay extra money just to re-sign Terry McLaurin. Like, yeah. thank you all for that. Really appreciate it. Man. <laughs> Talk about setting the market. I tell you what, I do got a question, though, that y'all brought that up. Should I start Christian Kirk or Chark if I have a Chark this week? Oof. Well, I uh... – I would go Chark simply because, which is fun. I was saying this on the other podcast. We watched Hard Knocks. They didn't show anything with Chark. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't even know him or Williams. Both receivers, yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I was, I was playing Madden. I was like, they got Chark? Like, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know. I don't, I don't know, man, but I like Chark. I like golf as a quarterback. But uh, there's a lot of question marks right now with the Jags offense, so I'm not too bullish on them yet. You know, I've got Zay Jones on my team, but I'm not starting him. I thought about it, but I was like, mm, I just don't know yet. I haven't seen these guys except for a few plays in the preseason. So you saying, yeah. don't, you saying play Christian Kirk because y'all going to throw to him? No, he's a chart. <laughs> right, so, Doug, give us your give us your uh, your logic of the uh, the twenty two twenty two Jaguars in your in your own words. Yeah, so I think the 2022 20, Jaguars, twenty twenty two Jaguars, however you want to say it, I think it's just a bunch of guys with talent potential that we just have not – we just haven't seen yet with Doug Peterson as a new coach. It's going to be so different from last year because Urban Meyer and all the news that came out afterwards after he was let go, you know, he wasn't really understanding how to coach these guys. He was treating these guys like they were college players. So the locker room wasn't really a locker room last year. So all these players that are on our team that were coached under Urban Meyer last year, were they even really coached? Do we know if they even got better in their skill set as football players? I don't think they did. So now with Doug Peterson here and all these new acquisitions we got, with Evan Ingram, Brandon Scherf that we took from you guys, we got Christian Kirk, we got Zay Jones, we got ETN back healthy, we got James Robinson that's supposed to be suiting up week one. We have Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, new center, all these new guys on our team that we really don't know how they're going to work together yet. Because all we have are the few drives that we saw in the preseason. However, those drives in the preseason, when the starters were in, they looked good. They looked like a team that could compete with other teams in the NFL, unlike we're used to seeing in the past five, six years. So just based on that, I'm excited for the season because I've been going to these games, you know, since 2019. I started going to more games again after our playoff year. Of course, COVID, we weren't allowed to, but... After 2020, I started going to games again, and I was like, man, this team, when are we going to get good again? And it feels refreshing this year. It felt refreshing when Urban got hired. We were really high on Urban Meyer. <laughs> but as the season went on, and we just kept losing, and, and, and when I was like, okay, this is the worst season ever. But Doug Peterson, the energy's changing. The press conferences, they're smiling. The, the energy's back in the building in Jacksonville. So yeah. I'm hey, excited. Y'all's you know, coach, he does – I'll tell you now, he loves to run the ball, man. And he loves to throw, like, uh, screens to the receivers. 
He does a he does a lot of that when they when he coached the Eagles, anyways. We yeah. haven't been able to execute a wide receiver screenplay properly for no. the past decade. That's gonna be like a staple of your <laughs> offense, just to give you a heads up. All right. I you're gonna hey, be I running. You're gonna be running a a very horizontal offense, right? Very, very, you know. very. This feels like a college offense almost. It's always. It's almost like a pistol read option pass. Every play is in. That the was Trevor's. Yeah, that's, that was Trevor's college game. Yeah. So I think maybe he'll that, feel that's at what home. that's what Doug Peterson did in uh in Philly, man. And he and they always ran. They ran a lot. Basically, run this up the pass. So Tre- yeah. yeah. With Trevor Etienne back and Trevor Lawrence having that connection with him from Clemson, I'm excited to see how that works out in the pros, see if they can yeah. establish something again. So uh, Green, once again, said it's been a great offseason for B-level wide receiver starters. I'm trying to figure out if Green a Jags fan or not. I, I, I'm trying to figure that out. I, I don't know. Might be a Lions fan. <laughs> so, I saw like he called McLaurin a B-level wide receiver starter. Might be right though, so I don't want to. Yeah, he might be. He might be a Commanders fan with that kind of a take. Hey, I, I did. I did hear. I did hear you say y'all got Chad Mumba also. Mumba also. Another yeah. linebacker. How's it? Yeah. Chad Mumba. Yep. That's a two in the first three rounds. We Crazy. can't get any linebackers. Three or four. It's like me trying to have a boy or a girl. Well, we had we had a ton of picks in the draft, so I'm glad we went heavy on the D. And then on offense, we we attacked the offense in free agency. Yeah, so we went heavy defense in the draft. We ignored defense altogether. Yeah, good. we said, "Wow, that's good." Yeah. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the show, man. If you guys haven't done so, go go so so uh, go check out his Facebook group, Sports View Two. And if you already done so, please go ahead and like subscribe our channel while you're at it. If you're here, go give uh, old Dunn and Drew a sub on YouTube as well, man. We got to show love to uh, to our guests. Uh, Green also said, uh, "Not having Urban is a huge plus." And he had fingers and more blondes than Dan the Jags playbook. I mean, did he get ah. out of town? Is he still like, you know, he had a great reputation coming from, you know, the Gators. And, and so what is the, what is the, the vibe of urban down there right now? Oh, Thank you. forgot him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jack Doug's, Doug's yeah. kind of uh, washed away all the sins of last year. So. Urban's definitely in the rear view mirror. I think it's kind of like a thing you chuckle at now. Yeah, that's fair. We know. Yeah, Urban um, Myers at the, the box booth now for college football as well. So he's moved on. We're all moved on and living better lives now. There's a messy breakup, but we're yeah. done. See, <laughs> we all got rid of Urban after one year. We kept Jay. I did all the front desk women at Redskins Park Gruden. <laughs> um, around for, for five years, trying to thinking that was going to turn around. So, kudos to your organization. You cut off the cancer after one season. Hey, we Shad did not want to. I I know that he every time something came public, I know he was cringing <clears throat> in sadness because yeah. he wanted if if those things didn't become public, he we still have Urban as a head coach. Do you so, guys, because, do you guys like Shaw? Is he, is he a revered owner? Like, no, he's no? not. No, he's no. not. See, I, I like Shaw, but for different reasons. He's done a lot for the community, but I mean, you just look at the last ten years and eleven years, and it's like, all right, you got to get. Yeah, he got lucky once, but he's not. He's not held in high regard here until he teams start winning. But he does do yeah. a lot for. He has a vision for the city and for the team um but his the on-field products has to catch up to the off-field moves that he does yeah well you know in 20 years his son's gonna end up buying the team anyway for a dollar i think tony khan is so far deep into AEW, but i mean tony khan's worth seven billion himself so (laughs) he probably oh no we i i would I hope that Tony takes it over when Shaw's yeah. gone, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Because I, I remember back during the 2017, 2018 years, Tony Khan used to be very active on social media about the Jags, you know, players and our moves. Now it's non-existent about us. So hopefully that comes back. But I mean, he's running two different org- he's running two different wrestling organizations maybe have, right maybe now. Maybe I could put CM Punk yeah. at linebacker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't he's injured. He'd be an upgrade on this team. Y'all, y'all need him. 
Hey, Green says, uh, I'm a Lions fan, so I enjoy punishment. That's why I feel so bad for the boys sometimes. My team is proof it could always be worse. Hey, Green, tune in next week because we got the Lions coming up next weekend. So this these first two weeks could go very well or, or terribly for us. You know, I think we need to go yeah. at least one and one in the first two I weeks feel, the season's see, over. The here, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to say this. All right. Like, I have no ill will towards the Jaguars. I generally like the Jaguars. You know, as far as there, there, it's never been a team that I've watched play. I don't have that same hatred for them that I do, obviously, the Cowboys or the Eagles or the Patriots for a long time. Probably because we're irrelevant. Or the Saints. Yeah. That's it. No, because there's some teams that, that <laughs> suck that I had that same just, just absolute urgh towards. Um, I've never, for some reason, it's just the Browns irritate me. No way. <laughs> but um, being that this is a team that's been trying to, that every move they make that is a positive, every, the, the national media wants to make it a, a negative. It's like I want them to come out and just execute unbridled violence. And I f- almost feel bad because it's like, oh, it's against the Jaguars. I wanted to be against a team I hate. And now I got root for us to go out there and just pull every, just, 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 just to, I, I, you know, I, I want just a, the, a mean, nasty, violent streak to begin week one. I'm like, yeah, wants to break out like wishbone. Jaguars. Who's that coming from? Like, when you say mean, violent, like, you want your team to just like go out there and boat race us. Who? What players do you have in mind when you say that about your your squad for Week One? Carson Wentz for one, and so I mean, you you're confident enough. Says, oh, Carson Wentz stinks. Commanders suck at the quarterback position. Did you see who we started most of last season? I tell you why. I tell you why people root for Wentz against you guys. It's because they they hate Ursay so much for thinking it's Wentz's fault that he got oh, beat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and really, and really, it's not. Wentz didn't allow 500 yards put on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wentz didn't play defense. Yeah. Wentz didn't play defense, though. I mean, you know, dead hookers in blowing and walk away almost a free man. Like, yeah, I don't know about Ursay, man. But (laughs) but people people think Ursay's the the, the good guy in that whole situation. I mean, no. Every every reporter in this town goes to Carson Wentz and says, Philly didn't want you. Indy didn't want you. What makes you think you're any good of a quarterback? That wasn't even what happened in Philly, though. Really I know, but that's how it's portrayed. And it's like yeah. I just want Carson Wentz to go up there and throw up six hundred yards and seven touchdowns. What really, and- what really is, what really is, Carson Wentz is crap. Let's be honest. But we're going to root for him. We're rooting for him okay. because because everyone thinks he's everyone thinks he's crap. We, you know, if everyone thought he was he's great, not we would, bad. We like, say he's crap. Everybody acts. Everybody acts like twenty-seven touchdowns to seven interceptions and third highest QBR in the league is. Oh, this guy's a bottom tier quarterback. I don't think what? he's a bottom tier quarterback, but, but, but he's so, crap. so, so, John, you can speak to this. Is your guy's view of Carson Wentz solely surrounding the last game of last season, or is there more to it? Because you guys might have seen him twice a year, twice last year. You can say it's crap. my opinion is of our game coming up. My opinion on Wentz is that last game. And Doug Peterson being our quarterback, our coach now. I'm just using those two things. Right. And the, opinion, translation, he's crap. That's what that's basically what he's saying. Would you guys would you guys rather have Heineke who got you to the playoffs or Sam Howell who you drafted? Or would you rather win out there? Heineke never got us to the playoffs. Heineke played started a playoff game because the quarterback was hurt. He didn't, he didn't play until the playoffs. Yeah, he didn't play. Uh, he played two drives of one game, and then played started the playoff game. Yeah, that's it. That's where that whole legend of Taylor Heineke comes from. Steve's got the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure but is. when Heineke, when when teams finally had some tape on Heineke, it's like if he's not out there running around like a chicken with his head cut off and throwing up prayers. See, he's below average. He's a backup quarterback. Also, last year, we, Carson Wentz may have lost to us that last game of the year last year, but when I went to Indy to watch us play the Colts in Indianapolis, he also didn't play well that game, and we won that game. But Trevor Lawrence had a game-winning drive opportunity, but we didn't score. We got down the field where we didn't score. So Jacksonville, Jacksonville's in Indiana. We could have swept the Colts last year. 
Jacksonville's beat Indiana at home like four or five straight years. Wentz ought to been our one of them. I think it's I think we're at seven now. Yeah. <laughs> Wentz, 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 it's no lie though. That's that's true. And Wentz ought to been our one of them. You know and what I'm saying? The best running back in the league on his team last year. Now he gets yeah. Antonio Gibson fighting for his number one running back role. Yeah. And he's got better receivers. Now I think you guys' receivers are much better than the Colts last year. If you look at the Colts roster now, it's trash. Like I couldn't name you two of those players on the team. But Wentz has Terry McLaurin. He's got Curtis Samuel. He's got Jahan Dotson, who's – I think he's going to be a stud. And if Logan Thomas can stay healthy, he's a great tight end for y'all. But is Carson Wentz with our new defense that we're very, we're very high on our defense. I just don't think Carson Wentz is going to be able to keep up with us if our offense is playing correctly. And this, I, is I, to, this is the game to get correct against because our line yeah. – that's what I was gonna say. It's it's uh you know our offense is probably our, our strong suit, not our defense. Ingram, Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold. Oh, never mind. Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram, who doesn't show up against us. So that dude uh, has like right. penises for fingers. <laughs> yes. We we watched him twice a year with New York Giants. He dropped every ball. He uh, dude has so much talent. So athletic. Predict, we used to predict every time we played the Giants. We used to predict. Put Evan Ingram on your fantasy team. He's going to go 10 catches for 122 touchdowns because every other tight end seemed to do that. And then Ingram would go out there and have like three catches for 20 yards. Like, what is this guy? Yeah. Marcus <laughs> said the national media is already saying it's a two team race, Eagles and Cowboys. I, I agree. Every time so, they pick the Cowboys, they don't do anything. That good. They've regressed so they have, hard. They got that hype. Oh, man. Cowboys supposed to be winning every year, man. They never do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Green City. Yeah, Carson that's alone. That's just like everybody picks the Chargers every year, man. They ain't been in the playoffs ever. Like Herbert's never made the playoffs. It's only his but second of, year, man. I mean, I get never. It. I get it. I get it. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, man, with the Broncos being better and the Raiders being better, all of a sudden they're going to be better. They had a dude has like two All Pro receivers, All Pro running back, a Pro Bowl uh, tight end, uh, two uh, Hall of Fame defensive ends, uh, All Pro corner, and All Pro safety, and can't make the playoffs. I don't know what to say to you, bro. And then you got Lamar Jackson over there with nobody. Playoff. How do you guys how do you guys feel? Are you confident in Carson, who has a history of so many injuries, can stay healthy on a field that has a history of so many injuries? Yes, because they completely redid the turf. Oh, so you're shooting down a very common uh stereotype about your field. No, you it's, it's, it's true. We yeah, made the, the, team. Le- the visitor tunnels, the visitor yeah, the team time. I know that. AC, like it's like five, seven, five to seven ACLs get torn within that that ten yard span right there. Legs get broken. Yeah, the, they actually completely tore up all the turf. That laid down brand new turf, brand new drainage system underneath during the off season. That makes me feel a lot better. I was a little worried about our players. <laughs> Trust me, it was – look, we felt bad, and, and it wasn't even our players that tended to get hurt. Yeah. It tended to be everybody else's guy. I think Adrian Peterson suffered two season-ending injuries on our field. Oh, my God. On, on the hey, Vikings. Hey, Green, I, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I I see what you're getting at, and it's true, man. Like, Heineke won seven games with almost all the offense hurt and out. And they had to have one of the hardest one or two schedules in the league last year. I got to give it to him. You know, Heineke plays Sheriff out, Sheriff out, the starting center out, Cosme out, uh, all of your receivers except for McLaurin out, Thomas out, all your defensive players out. Still won seven games. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, crap on uh, you know Heineke for for just being good enough to be a backup. I, I think Wentz, I think that's why everybody's optimistic about our offense because Wentz is better than Heineke. I'm not saying he's great. Wentz is better than Heineke. I think that when Heineke is there and everyone's healthy and they won seven games against the hardest schedule with Heineke and a bunch of nobodies, what are they going to do when a bunch of good guys are playing and they got an easy schedule? That's, 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 that's I think, right. Right. And that's, that's what I think that we, yeah. I think that's why we're optimistic about it. But, our defense is terrible, man. I think they're going to be terrible. I think Jacksonville – I'm going to go ahead and say it before you get to it. I think Jacksonville is going to win, man. It's going to make me mad. <laughs> Might as well skip to the end. Let's just I end think it. Jacksonville is going to, yeah, I think Jacksonville is going to win, man. Like, 
I'll I save mine for the end too. But they shouldn't. Hey. They shouldn't win. But I think they're going to win, man. Doug Peterson is that funky ass offense, and we got linebackers that can't do any. We have no mic whatsoever. I'm well, just, Eric, you alluded to it earlier. You know, you're confident in in Doug Peterson being there with with Trevor Lawrence. But Adrian, I'll, I'll ask you. You know, how, what kind of effect do you think that Doug Peterson will have on Trevor Lawrence? Uh, he is familiar with Carson Wentz. Um, like I say, he ran him out of town, but he is familiar with, with him, with his tendencies, and he's been known to be a very quarterback friendly coach. So, how do you we think his his effects going to be on Trevor Lawrence? And for the record, I watched a lot of Trevor Lawrence in the preseason, and the dude looked sharp. He looked pretty surgical uh, the two times that I watched him. The stats might not say it, but he was making some phenomenal passes. Um, so, yeah, I'll turn it over to you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I guess I just, I, if Trevor Lawrence becomes is going to become who we want him to, I think this is the best case scenario. You have a Super Bowl winning head coach who also, and they say he won a Super Bowl as a player, but I assume he's a backup. Um, quarterback his whole life. They have Mike McCoy, uh, offensive who was an offensive coordinator. I think also the head coach for the Chargers. Um, he's a quarterback guy. Um, the offensive coordinator. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Anyway, everyone that's in Trevor's year, even uh, from Doug Peterson and everyone else surrounding him, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, um, it, all quarterback people, very quarterback friendly. So if Trevor's going to become who we want him to be, who we think he can be, I think this is the best case scenario and there will be no excuses um, as long as we get him a number one eventually, hopefully by next year. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Uh, our buddy Shotguns. He's a Packers fan stuck in Chicago. Always tunes into the show. Appreciate you joining. Uh, he says he'll have a huge effect on Lawrence. And hey, look who joined us. Ref the district says, I recognize <laughs> these new ball boys. There you go. Running it back tonight. Uh, Nathan Trevstone, yep. if you guys haven't done so, go sub up to uh, uh, Ref the district down below. Uh, Eric, I'll turn it to you, man. What do you, what do you think Doug, Doug's going to do um, with, with Trevor this year? I think Doug's going to be a huge, a huge impact on Trevor. Uh, one thing we, we don't know what kind of talks those guys have, you know, quarterback and, and coach, you know, they're, they're, they're supposed to be best friends and Shad Condon and bring Doug Peterson in here to just have another mess up like urban. Uh, all the things Andy says, correct. Everybody knows who Doug Peterson is. He had success with the Eagles win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as your quarterback. You beat Brady. Um, and Big Press Taylor is the up to Thank you. Um, but I think just the conversations that those two grown men are going to have are going to change Trevor's entire um, drive this season. I think even last year, I think he was ready to go. But everything that just happened, it, it made it just bad on him. But Trevor's the kind of guy that can – uh, hide whatever you know animosity he has that he wants to say, and he just you know keeps going, keeps his head down, keeps working. So I'm sure he's had conversations with Doug Peterson about all that happened last year, and Doug's just reassuring him, and front office is reassuring him by making all these offseason moves that hey, we're finally going to get this right in Jacksonville, and we're going to try to to go forward and be better finally because. Your window is going to be short in the NFL if you can't get it right. So we need to see yeah. some sort of improvement with Trevor this year. And I think we will with Doug Peterson and his coaching staff taking over the reins with all that happened last year. And all these people that we brought in, everyone's got the same goal, the same mindset. Everyone on that team wants to win and want to change the culture that the Jaguars are known for. And if they can't do it this year, then when the hell are they going to do it? Like this is the best year to do it. Doug Peterson comes in, Trevor Lawrence second year, when? You want to wait till next year? You got to do it now. But doesn't it take, sometimes it takes a, I don't know, this is his first year, right? Yeah, his first year. Sometimes it might take a two years to get rid of the previous regime's trash to bring in your own philosophy, mindset. Coaches. Doug has said before that it took it took me, it took two years in Philly. Yeah. So I'm letting these guys know this isn't an overnight thing. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. 
Okay. We're dealing with that now as well with Ron Rivera. And, you know, this is our third year. First year was all about culture, 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 yeah, culture. Of course, yeah. we were dealing with all the bullshit about sexual harassment, name change, all that stuff. But this year is about football. No one cares about any of that crap anymore. Just just put it on the field. I'll turn it over to Phil. So, one, give me, you know, especially because Steve and I are going to be at the game, give me one player on offense, one player on defense that we absolutely should be watching out for on Sunday's game. Who should be checking for to make plays or, you know, to make plays and be the real difference maker? Who should we be looking for? One on offense, one on defense. Go ahead, Drew. I'll say ETN on offense. Oof. If if Evan Ingram doesn't isn't able to catch those balls <laughs> that you think he'll drop. <laughs> um and uh I'd say Arden Key, like I mentioned before, Arden Key on defense. I think he's gonna in some third down situations, I think he'll have a sack this game. It's funny because on the I'm just looking at the that this is just ESPN on the ESPN desk chart. They have him listed as the third right defensive end. I'm assuming that's incorrect, right? I'm not sure. I just know that he comes in on obvious passing situations. So if it's okay. second and ten or sec, second and maybe eleven, twelve, he'll be in there um, in some role. He's got uh, one job or, to do. Yeah, or if it's third down, he'll be in there for sure. And he's just been lighting up preseason. If he was in Washington, we would drop him in the coverage. So that's just – that's what we do with our pass rushers. So uh, real quick, uh, Eric, one uh, – Green has a question for you. Based on your last comment, what is do it for you, a playoff berth? Uh, no, I'm more into the small things. So I want to see consistent first downs. I want to see converting on third down. I want to see field goals made. These are all things that we've struggled with over the past few years. And those little things make a big difference to win a football game. If you can't convert first downs, like the game we went to against Deshaun Watson when he came back, if you saw the, the Jumbotron and it said the first quarter stats, I'm used to seeing the Jaguars with little digit yards, but we had significantly more yards, first downs than the Browns in that game. And I was like, wow, I'm not used to this. So things like that, if I'm sitting in the game, I want us to convert third and 10, which we were doing in preseason. I want us to make field goals. These are all things that lead to success in the NFL. So just seeing that change this season, I'm going to be happy. I don't need playoffs. I'm not expecting playoffs. Who's going for three wins to a playoff berth? If that shit happens, I'm going to be like, wow, this is a miracle. I'm expecting maybe double wins, six at the most. I just want to see those small football things changed from last season. That's all I'm asking for is to look like a competent football team on the field. It's fair. But back to Phil's original question. Who, in your opinion, who else should be watching? we be watching out for on offensive defense? I was also going to say Travis Etienne. Uh, we were very excited for him last year. Yeah. Oh, Andy wasn't in the draft. We had that on camera. He's like, why we get a running back? But uh, I think he's going to be a great player on offense for us. I'm saying him over the receivers just because I'm not sure how that's going to, how Trevor's going to distribute the ball with the receivers, but I think ETN being both a runner and a pass catcher, he's going to be a force on offense and defense. The obvious answer for me is Trayvon Walker because he's a man amongst boys and he's going to light up Wentz if he holds onto that ball. Trayvon Walker <laughs> reminds me a lot of Montez Sweat. They're like, they look identical. He definitely looks the part if you see him. He looks exactly like when you close your eyes and think of a football player, that's what one looks like he's the same kind of guy like a real strong lean muscle looking dude he's real Mm -hmm. fast that's why i always i compared him when he came out to montez sweat man that's exactly what kind of reminds me of speed rushers is he lining up over cosme or uh which side side is he he's definitely not a i don't i wouldn't say trayvon's a a a speed i don't know if he's gonna win with his speed right now i think he's gonna win with his his arms Strong are just so strength. long. Yeah. Do they strength. move him around, or does he line up against left tackle or right tackle? Or do you, does it? Uh, does he vary? I don't know. Left, but they're all. They might drop him back in the coverage as well. He's been practicing yeah. doing that. Yeah, he's like Montez, man, big, long, athletic dude. <laughs> yeah. Might as um, well. Give you someone on special teams. Oof. But I just don't know their name. Our kicker. Uh, <laughs> Riley look Patterson. Out for him. No, no. Kicker? 
Yeah, I don't know. Riley Patterson and Logan Cook is your your punter, at least according to this. News, news to me. We've signed and released a few kickers this offseason. None of them can make field goals. So if we make if we miss a field goal or two Sunday, just remember this brief part of our conversation. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a free agent out there that uh, is out there, you know, you can pick up. You have to hide your kids, hide your wives, but. the bills the bills (laughs) he was actually drafted if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah that's her punter that's her punter punter. the punter yeah yeah that guy caught up in that uh man i think marcus says uh the other josh allen is the key on defense to his oh this isn't the other this is the josh allen the ah the josh allen yeah Um, yeah. let's tra- transition to this fellas. Um, and, and, uh, Eric, we'll start with you. Jaguars win. If. Ooh. Oh, all the things I just mentioned, just okay. get some first, sure. make take some kicks. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. your field goals and get first down. Simple stuff. Drew, what about you? Yeah. I just think that this is, uh, the, this is always a sign of, um, or the best sign of whether a team won or not. But I think if they win the turn, I think the teams are going to be pretty close. I think if they win the turnover battle, if if Trevor doesn't make a mistake, if Trevor doesn't throw a pick and we can move the ball typically well, maybe get up to 350 total yards, I think Travis Etienne gets over 100 rushing or receiving you know, combined. Um, I think we'll win. If we get to if we get over three hundred offensive yards and don't turn the ball over, I think we win. Okay, and well, let's... as Jack fans, we we, we can tell <laughs> just yeah. by the first of the game. Oh game yeah, game. so like we first have to... drive, we're not that different, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll flip to the inverse, Dev. I'll go with you real quick as we get ready to wind this thing down. Um, Commanders win if uh, basically don't turn it over. Um, and, and one thing I, I guess I don't know if, if I missed one of you guys said it, but we have to get off the field on third downs. I know Drew said that they need to convert third downs, but we need to get off the field. We were butthole assed in a third down defense last year, man, and we did not improve linebackers, which was the source of our problem. Yep, and we got rid of our safety. So uh, it's just Lando, right? It's just. It's just weird, man. I, I don't know. I, people think because people think because it's Jacksonville or next week is going to be the Lions as a pushover. Jacksonville got improved, man. They improved front office and players. We didn't do much, man. We just yeah. got healthy. We got healthy and we added a few things on offense. But other than that, and you fixed your field, and we fixed our field, and we rebranded, and we got new seats in the stadium. So, hey, man, Daniel Snyder said we fixed our field, man. If you want to trust that. <laughs> Hey, we used to that. we used to have concerts mid season just to get extra money. Who does that? Oh. It ruins the field. Come on. Oh, wow. I mean, we go to London mid season to get extra money. That's true. Oh, season ticket has got to be pissed off about that. Yeah. Is fifteen dollars in your stadium? Um. So when Phil beer. and I went a couple weeks ago to the preseason, because we don't have a we lost our beer sponsorship, so all they sold at least in the third floor was the. King cans, which is the 26 ounces. I mean, those are $14. Those are $14 for for domestic, 16 for premium. So it's 26 ounces. There's a lot, you know. But it's it's two beers worth of beer. You basically, you don't, you get, you carry two cans back to your seat. You're good for a while. That's four beers. So you get to the second one and it's hot in Jacksonville, at least. True. Yeah. Up here, yeah. I, mean, I guess it gets cold. It gets colder up there. Oh, yeah. not when I'm drinking it. Yeah, this is a body that's been built on drinking beer. I drink no, beer. No one, one disagrees. Whatever. Like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We Phil, I can tell Phil is a huge FedEx field apologist. I'm getting. <laughs> I know. I'm a huge honesty guy. Dan Snyder apologist. We had not water not and there. sewage leaking. Uh, I think in the first no, game because, of the season last year. According to Dan, I I hate Bruce Allen to no end. Bruce Allen is the biggest cancer of this franchise, but Dan did hire him and leave him there for a decade. So there's that too. Hide your kids, hide your wives. 
That's right. Marcus says, don't turn the ball over. Del Rio needs to be aggressive. Oh, I forgot Del Rio is your defensive coordinator. Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Wow. He's former, I tried, I tried y'all to him for a linebacker. Revenge game. <laughs> former Jags coach. That's By right. the way, little, little, tit, little tidbit. I've been to a bunch of t- games at, at RFK. I've been to games at FedEx. When I see the Jaguars on Sunday, it's going to be the first repeat I will have seen. It's the first time I've seen a team twice. When did you see the Commanders us? Or we there. in my life? What game was it? Was it? I was at the Santana Moss three touchdown game, the one that ended in overtime back in 06. Oh, when Bart uh, Brunel was the Brunel the quarterback? Brunel? No, yep. Gar- yeah. No, that was. Oh, you're Gotcha. Lions is coordinator. All right. Well, Phil, let's, let's get ready to close this out. What's uh real quick. Um, how do, how do we, what do we got to do to win this game real quick? Um, real quick, Carson needs to have a good Carson day and the defense needs to mitigate everything that, you know, the, the, the Doug Peterson playbook and Doug likes to go horizontal. So you're going to have to play up on the line can't have these corners being 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. You're giving them ground doing that. You're basically turning their wide receivers into an extended running game doing that. Can't do that with Doug Peterson. You got to press, press, press. Yeah, we like we play in 30 inches. You'll see our defensive backs 12 yards off the ball. So yeah. just, just that's what we do. Jack yeah. Del Rio. <laughs> hey, uh, my key is they've already said it. Butthole ass and, and third down percentage last year. Um 60% conversion rate for us on third down, which was the bottom of the league. And just for context, the Bills had the best, and they were like 33%, give or take. So look, if you look at the disparity, that was our problem. We can fix that. I, I think we got a we got a, a running shot. But uh, for the last topic, real quick around the horn, let's go predictions. You don't got to – if you don't want to say the score, you don't got to say the score. You can say win-loss. The spread is three for Washington. That's just because of the home field advantage. But let's just go around the clock real quick. Uh, Drew. What do you got for Sunday? Uh, I was thinking, like, I, I can't remember what I said yesterday. I think it's like going to be like 21-18 Jags. Fair. Uh, Dan, what you got? I'm hoping Jags get three touchdowns at least. I think they will, um, especially now you guys are giving me more confidence. Oh, oh. Um, I'm going to say around 25 points for the Jags and – Commander will be between 17 and 20. Let me, can I amend? I, yeah. I'd like to say 20 to 18 Jags. We will miss an extra point in there somewhere. <laughs> our, our, Josh our, our, yet. Is he still there? That'd be nice. Our field goal kicker has missed every kick in the preseason, by the way. I think he missed like no, four. He made, he, he made a couple. Okay. He missed like his last three or four, though. Yeah. Um, all right, Dev, what you got? Man, I. I was going – I first said Jackson was going to win, but then Eric said they're going to score three touchdowns on us, man. Jeez, <laughs> man. You might be right. What's sad about it? He might – I just think we'll score more than three. That's my – if y'all have said y'all going to score 30, I believe that shit. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. If y'all said we're going to score 30 on, on Washington – whatever our name is, we're going to score 30 on the whatchamacallits. Then – Definitely, I, I would believe that. But I think we might score thirty-one. Okay, okay. Like, thirty-one. So what? Is tough. I, my, my mind's telling me Jacksonville. No, but, but your body my mind's telling me no. My body's <laughs> telling me yes. Commit. You just I, said Jacksonville was going to win. All right. Why well, you got pipes? I'm a terrible narrative narrator. Whatever. Spit it. Unreliable Spit it. narrator. Come on. Like the Joker. Come on. Uh, the good guys win 31 28. Ah, okay, yeah, uh, Phil 27 22 commanders. Ooh. I'm going, although I want it to be 62 to 7. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm, happen, I'm going 24 23 Jacksonville. They cover the spread minus three. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be literally a back and forth. It's going to come down to a stupid mistake. And it's I just think Jacksonville comes out on top by by a point. And it's gonna I ain't be gonna lie to you. Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville wins too, and I think it's because not because Jacksonville, 
I know, I know. Uh, I, I think Jesse will beat us, man. I ain't going to lie. I don't want to say don't, don't tell my friends, man. I'm not switching my vote. No, I'm don't switch. Don't switch. I'm, going, I'm going Jacksonville because I said it at first. I think that, man, I think we I think we play bad. I don't know if it's Jacksonville that beats us, <laughs> but I think I'm we play. I'm logging the scores. I think so you said 31-28, Jacksonville? I'm Jacksonville, though. I don't think. All right. It's nope, hard, man. Done. Final answer. No one's putting up 28 on our defense this year. She... But... What division y'all in? Who's in y'all's division? Houston. Colts. No, no, no. Yeah, Colts. Houston Colts and... and the Titans. Titans. And right. Derrick Henry's going to put up 28 yeah. himself. Right. Hey, Marcus, <laughs> drop that score prediction in the chat, man, so we can log in and see how you did. We still got us some stuff to give away. <laughs> Been trying to give this away for two years. Uh, Bryce loves signed pylon. Never I thought you were going to give that to me after the last. You you know I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you this weekend, Phil. I did say I was going to Thank give you. it to you. So I'll, I'll, no I'll, one's uh, won it. Yeah, the Stanford's. I hate the former finest. Steve was trying to go back on. He was going to be a, a, a commander's giver. That's what we're going to call that from now on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Dunn, When you come up here, I really, when you know, would love to get the feedback. What you think about the stadium? I loved, I loved your guys, Jacksonville. Um, Stadium review. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. that was clutch. I really like that uh that episode. So would love to see you know, are you you what where are you gonna be sitting at? What section? First, second, uh, third. I'm in the dream seats, row one. Oh wow. I got a good job over there, man. Hold okay. on. Okay, that's what's up. Somebody got somebody cash in the only they pay money in But I heard I heard those seats are real low to the ground, so I'll probably won't be able to see nothing. They are they're low, but you can you should, you should be fine. You don't you get to sit by the Instagram girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get off here. We got it. So we got football, come, football coming up tonight. Uh, so go tune minutes. into the uh, five minutes from now. Sorry, I ran a little bit long, but What's we want to thank uh, Dunn and Drew for, for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, please go sub to their channel. Uh, you saw the predictions down below. It's going to be a good game on Sunday, um, guys. Any 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 uh, shout outs, plugs you like to do before we close out? Dunn and Drew, baby. Yeah, let's go. let's go. Duval, did I say that right? What's out of the game on? That sounds good. good. And the game's on right now. Welcome to DC. Yeah, welcome to DC. Bills, right, nice meeting you guys. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Hey, take we'll care. We'll catch you guys on the flip. Appreciate All it. All right, peace.